This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. All right. So for those of y'all that don't know me again, my name is Zach Knight, a proud army veteran and uh, the marketing and communications chair for Vetlanta. This is a, a great series that we have going leading into different things throughout the month. We have a good series of about 10 different events that are happening each month. This is obviously a two thing, two parts that we're doing each month. These shop talks really focusing on different aspects of not just the veteran space, but the the entrepreneurship space, the human being space. And today's guest is Donnie Bovin, who is a USMC veteran. Please don't judge him for that. Never takes a ball cap off, so he might be just as bald as I am. We don't know for Back sure. Here, for sure. <laughs> he is over in the DFW area, but in two days' time, he is flying to Atlanta. He is our keynote speaker for several things happening, but specifically, he's going to be the speaker for our Q4 Summit on Wednesday evening at the Atlanta History Center. So this is going to be a good little preview attached to the conversation about the veteran voice, finding your voice and doing different pieces with your voice that are very empowering and really stepping into the light, which a lot of veterans, as we all know, really struggle with that piece of it. So I appreciate y'all being here. We're going to dive into this piece. We're going to run about 30 minutes, just a quick conversation, kind of like a podcast format. Diane and I are both podcasters and uh, bullshitters, so we will... Oh, Dr. Judy, stop Yeah, it. I like Dr. Judy. Ah, <laughs> Dr. Judy, you disappoint me. So this will be uh, kind of essentially a podcast format, quick conversation, 30 minutes or so, just really delving into who Donnie is, what he does, and how he has found his voice as a veteran. And then we'll move into a quick Q&A session. Um, really, a, a lot of this will feed over into a lot of what we're doing next week. So we have Battle Brews Tuesday night, a local networking event at a brewery in Sandy Springs. Then we have the big Q4 Summit Wednesday evening. Uh, we already have about 350 registered for that. So it's going to be an amazing event at Atlanta History Center. So if you all have any questions, comments, or want to touch on anything leading into the Q4 Summit, as long as you're not a fellow Marine or supporting Marines, by all <laughs> means, go ahead and let's talk through that this evening. And we can prep a few notes and have a little bit more conversation at the Q4 Summit as well. To give Donnie a little bit of an intro, not too much credit, because again, he's a Marine. He is a fellow author. His book, several books, actually are quite phenomenal. And he has one that is bleeped to focus, but fucked to focus. There it is. Uh, it's a <laughs> phenomenal book, his latest release. And it's really about an entrepreneur getting focused and the, the individual really finding different pieces to be focused on. He also has a decent podcast. It's like what, top 25 in the world or something and growth. And I think it was top 20 today, but we're working on it. We're trying to get, working. get his way up there. So huge podcaster. Beyond that, as a Marine vet, he has also found a voice in Success Champions Network. He hosts the Badass Business Summit every year over in DFW. So if you don't mind going to Texas, which I didn't this past September, Taylor and I went out to DFW. Had a great time meeting his community and saw some of the amazing impact things he's doing out there. So we're going to drag him over here to Atlanta and learn more about him, learn more about the amazing impact that he's creating. Uh, beyond that little bit of who you are and what you're doing, 
Donnie, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Try to be mindful that, you know, as a Marine, we need more than crayon writing and articulate as much as you can, no matter what the doctor says. But yeah, tell us a little (laughs) bit more about yourself, Donnie. I will try and say something beyond and see if we can't get all the words out. No, thanks for having me on, brother, dude. It's always a blast. I got to tell you, Amber Fearman, I just did her podcast today. She just texted That's, me and said, look who I found. I'm like, I know. I introduced you all. Come on. Like, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, but thanks for having me in, dude. I love hanging out with you. You know, even though Army does stand for ain't ready to be a Marine yet, that's fine. We won't hold it against you too much. That's actually new. I haven't heard that. Well played. Oh, no, you're welcome. You're welcome. Should you know I force mute him? Like? Say I. I should force <laughs> mute him, anybody. <laughs> you know what shit sounds like when it hits the fan? Marine. Marine. All right. <laughs> so, Marine, Marine. So, all right. But two seconds on the story, did four in the core and got out as quick as I fucking could. I love my time in, but man... Let me tell you, I served during the Clinton area, so it was a lot of freaking gear inspections and bullshit. So, but grew up a lot, did 20 years straight commission sales after that. Everything from HVAC to I sold for franchises for Cardinal Health to commercial printing in my last career. Supposedly, I became one of the top sales trainers in the country. Not really sure what that means other than I'm really good at flapping my gums in front of a room. Launched my company in my when I turned 40. Went through a series of rough spells trying to figure out how to be a business owner. Almost lost my farm in the process. Now, flash forward to where I am. I run three companies. I do have one of the top podcasts, five now best-selling books, and a partridge in a pear tree. And, you know, my biggest purpose in life is to help as many people as possible find business freedom. You know, when my time sucked building a business, it's still one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life. I made myself an island. I didn't want people to know how bad it actually gotten. And I thought if people knew how bad business was, that nobody would do business with me. So I didn't look for help. I didn't seek help. And shit just got worse. So I've made it my biggest mission to share everything that I've screwed up along the way and literally teach business to as many people as I possibly can. And, you know, we've changed how the world networks and we're just having a lot of fun. And every once in a while you meet guys like Zach and, you know, it brings you down a little bit because you're like, I'll lower my standards for a little while. But other than that, man, it's been good to know you, brother, and good hanging out. And, I, you know, I think we're going to figure out how to collaborate on a bunch of shit together. That we are. And, and what's funny is he talks smack about meeting somebody at a lower level. His behind the scenes brains behind the operation is also an Army veteran. He's the one that does a lot of the amazing things that keeps Donnie measuring his left and right limit. And I I want to dive into a lot of what you do, man. I want to kind of give a good base attached to who you are, what you're doing, because as we move into the Q4 Summit Wednesday, a big conversation we've been having in Vetlana and around this area and around this topic is about finding yourself as a veteran, finding yourself as an individual. A lot of us, as we transition out of the uniform, out of the corporate world into business ownership, A lot of us struggle with that. Who the hell are you, right? How do you step into who you are? You mentioned something about changing the world, the way the world networks. Kevin, the business partner, mentioned the other day that when he was on my podcast, he mentioned he's wanting to change the way the world communicates. And there's a different piece attached to it. Communicating authentically, communicating is who you are. A big piece, the Badass Business Summit, you have a, a book called Fuck to Focus, People might say, oh, you shouldn't use language like that. You shouldn't speak that way. You shouldn't be that abrasive, quote unquote, right? 
Oh, Dr. Judy, I'm going to have to kick you out if you say go Marine one more time. <laughs> no, but it, you, you use verbiage that some people may shy away from. You use verbiage that people might be afraid to have in their branding. Talk to me a little bit about why you see the impact. Why do you cuss? Why do you call Summit's badass? Why do you call your book Fucked to Focus? What is the impact attached to that as being yourself? You know, it's an interesting thing. I got invited to do a keynote speech down in Florida and as a room about 400 all podcasters and they brought me in to talk about how i'd gotten my podcast to ramp up as much as i possibly could and and how i was able to hang up there with some of the biggest names in the world and the funny thing is right before i went on stage now i should tell you guys i was about a year and a half into running the business at this point so i was still one foot in corporate america no ball caps you know i had my hair spiked well one of these days down in Atlanta, I can't wear a ball cap. So you'll see me with spiked hair if you're at the fucking event. If he actually has uh, hair, we don't know. I got one, just one. <laughs> and so I'm in no ball cap. I'm in a button down that you'll also see me in, in in Atlanta, which I never wear. My my Elizabeth, my wife, I actually took her shopping just to make sure I could find a button down that still looked good. But freaking here I am getting ready to go on stage and in my head, I'm still corporate American. In corporate America, you don't cuss, right? You carry yourself a certain way and you try and fit their mold. And as I'm getting ready to go on stage, the guy who paid me a good chunk of money to come down and speak pulls me aside and says, hey, I need a favor. And I said, OK, what's the favor? He goes, please don't go full Donnie. And I said, what does that mean? And he goes, I'm afraid you're going to upstage me. Now, you got to imagine at this point, they're calling my name to go on stage. And I looked at the dude and I'm like, dude, that's the dumbest fucking thing you could have ever said to me in my entire world. Right. So I go running up on stage and I'd never done this in my entire life. And I walk out on the stage and I throw my arms out as wide as they can. I go, where the fuck are all my badasses at? And like 95 percent of the audience goes bananas. Right. And there was one table in the back left corner. That went stoic. Like I had just offended them to their core. I mean, you would have thought that I punched Jesus right in the face at this point when I said this, right? And they were just offended. I realized two things in that moment. The first thing I realized was that was the first time in my life I'd ever shown up as myself. I never thought anybody would do business with a country dude that cussed too much, wore ball caps, you know cowboy boots and a whole nine yards because I didn't think anybody would do business with that kid. The second thing I realized is I had fended those five people to their core. And I don't want to fucking hang out with those people. I don't want those people in my life as part of my clientele because they are obviously bumps on a log that I don't want to hang out with. And I don't want to have to worry about what the hell comes out of my mouth. So I realized that by me showing up as me, it does two things. One, the people are like, dude, that's my guy. Want to hang out. And those are the people I want to hang out with. And the people I don't do, they self-select and get the fuck out of the game. And life is good. So the more I kept showing up as me, I can't tell you how many people have coming up to me and said, dude, thanks for being you. Because you being you gives me permission to show up how I want to show up. And I didn't think anybody else could do it. So I continue to go louder and try and carve a trail as wide as I fucking can so others can come up behind me and be themselves. I'm not telling people they got to cuss. I'm not telling people they got to use badass and call things that way. I just want people to show up themselves and not the split personality of one person at work, one person at home. I want that same person to show up at all times with respect to the situation. Like if my grandmother, God rest her soul, were to walk in the room right now, 
you wouldn't hear me say the F word, right? You wouldn't hear me carry on because I'm situationally aware enough to know there's a proper time and place for everything. But give me two seconds and you're going to catch all of me straight up as I am. And I love that piece about it. And Stacy dropped a comment about the Elvis movie. I don't know what that Elvis movie is, Stacy. So you might be aging yourself on that one. Well, Maybe I know there was a new, no, 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 there was a new Elvis movie that just came out. So I'm assuming that's what she. Is was. it the new one or is it the one yeah. from like the '60s? She yeah, like, no. Camera. It, She's like, no. It was the, the one that came out in June of this year. Okay. It was a biopic of him, Elvis Presley. So oh. it was awesome. Yeah. So the essentially, singer. we have Elvis on stage with us right now. He found himself. Uh, yes, do you have yeah. blue suede shoes or no blue suede? Dude, I don't understand the obsession with Elvis. I've never liked the dude. I've never liked his music. I just don't get it. So to to snitch on Donnie real quick, y'all, when we went to Dallas to his conference, there was a karaoke night. And (laughs) Taylor, given the, yeah, there was a karaoke night. Donnie, I won't tell the full details of what happened. (laughs) But he can't shake his hips, I'll tell you that. And he can't I'll tell you that. But somebody else might have shaken their hips. Another guy might have shaken their hips for Donnie on stage. It was phenomenal. I do have video. If y'all come to the Q4 Summit, I'll key up the video. It'll be great. (laughs) Let's do that as as, as a walk-on music, would you? (laughs) It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. Blue suede shoes or whatever song from Elvis. No, I I love this piece of the conversation, man, because in in all seriousness, this is something that's so difficult for people to step into and own, but also veterans. We're told to sit in the corner, be quiet. Here's your box. Don't step outside of the box. You know, we cuss, we swear, we drink. That's all part of it. But then you have this prim and proper aspect that you expect to step into and just be when, when you come out of the military. You know, they're expecting that. And I was on the officer side, so they're expecting that, like, officer, the West Point guy, right? And I don't have enough hair to be a West Point guy, so obviously I was already disqualified there. But it's really an admirable piece, especially when Taylor and I went out to Dallas and we're at your conference. And everybody around, what was funny is everybody felt the energy you brought to it, right? And I think that's a piece to admire and something to really hone in on is, like, when you bring that type, your true energy, nothing about it was fake. It wasn't the Instagram world. Let me lean on this Ferrari I walked past. Here we go. I'm amazing, <laughs> right? You don't bring in front of the Airbnb I rented, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Let me go tour it because I can only afford the hour. So let me get the video footage <laughs> attached to it. But you don't bring that type of energy, which is something that for what we're talking about, I want to highlight that so much because in the veteran space, you know, the VA, and I've been on rants about it all, right? There's so much of a front. Oh, our stats are great. Our blah, blah, blah is great. Our da, 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 da is great. We really support people. But in reality, we all know the truth, right? And there's so many people that do have that fake aspect and organizations that want to support veterans that have that fake aspect. How do you decipher the bullshit from the real people that are your people? Is there a metric? Is there Are there qualifiers? What's your like deciding point attached to? These are people I want to do business with that are truly badass. I, You know a lot of it isn't simply in the words they use. You can listen to somebody talk, man, and 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 you sit across from them long enough and you're going to hear the words coming out of their mouth. Oftentimes, somebody who has found success doesn't need to tell you they're successful, right? Somebody who has built an empire, has a desire to help other people, doesn't need to tell you they built an empire, right? You know, so... Most times, if people, it's like watching somebody, if you guys have ever heard anybody get on stage and they spend 45 minutes telling you their accolades and the things they've accomplished, and they go on this complete diatribe of what makes them awesome, 
odds are they haven't done a fucking thing, you know? And I think all of us hate salespeople. And I think so we've already got this national defense about somebody selling something. If it feels off, it's off, right? If it doesn't feel right, it's not right. And I would tell you most times that the moment when you get into an intimate one-on-one conversation, if that person's personality shifts from the stage to the personal conversations, to everything else, you know, one of those stories isn't true. You told me to stay away from the me monster. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it, Stacey. You know, it's because there's people that genuinely want to help. There's people that genuinely want to pour in and give to other people. And then there's people that want to use that story to take advantage of a situation and try and be bigger. You take the guy who told me, you know, don't go full Donnie. I'm afraid you're going to upstage me. That was his own head trash coming out that he brought me down. He'd seen me on stages before. You know, that was all of a sudden his head trash rearing his head. That entire weekend, because I flew down for the whole weekend to hear, I wanted to be better prepared for the speech, so I wanted to hear everything that was playing out. That whole weekend was a series of him saying, you know, he had a podcast that only interviewed millionaires. This dude wasn't a millionaire. You know, he had, a, you know, all this stuff was this flamboyant thing. And I think what his moment of fear was before me going on stage was that I would show up as me. And that scared him more than anything else because his own head trash was if the world actually met who they met who he was, then he'd be nobody because they'd actually see him for the fraud that he is. So I think most times it's when people are trying to paint a picture for you. They're trying to convince you that there's somebody that they're not. And and that'll tell you most things most times. And there, there's another piece that you released a couple of months ago that I really like on your podcast and your website. It came across as a blog that I was reading as I was flipping through things. And you were talking about your network needing a ranking system. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking through different pieces, and it feeds really well off of this piece of it, there were essentially five tiers, the greaseball networker, people willing to meet with anybody who's in their way, purposeful introductions, people with specific targeted lists of exactly who they want to meet, very intentional. And then also your protecting network and the untouchables. I feel like a lot of what we're talking about dives into that piece of it, which is entrepreneurs, business people in general. I think this applies not just to the veteran space, but obviously to people in general. You know, it's one of those we need to have that protective piece, right? Essentially, the layers of protection from our inner most people, right? I'm not going to introduce everybody to you, right? A lot of people just don't deserve to know you like that one on one conversation because you can bring so much value to them, right? Can you talk through how that feeds into? What we're talking about of how you you create this ranking system to essentially filter and help this filtration system to those most valuable to you? Yeah, for sure. I want everybody to think about who's the most famous person in the world they know. I feel like almost all of us have like this one almost like celebrity person we know, like a buddy of mine, just completely name drop. If anybody listens to country music, there's a guy by the name of Cody Jinks and Cody it literally taught me how to wait tables and bartend, right? I've been drunk as a motherfucker with Cody, right? He's just a badass dude. And, you know, I've watched Cody go from the, if anybody's ever seen the show, Walker, Texas Ranger, Cody and I bartended at the White Elephant Saloon in the Fort Worth Stockyards together. And what happened is that one night, literally the musician didn't show up. Cody was behind a bar 
told Chris, who was a manager, he goes, hey, I've got my guitar in the truck. Chris is like, go get it. He runs out, gets a guitar and plays a set that night. It's the first time he ever played on stage. Then they would never give him a set. So he had to go down to the Longhorn Saloon. And that's where he actually played his first paid gig was down there. So, but, you know, when you think about a guy like Cody, I could probably still reach out to Cody, even though I haven't talked to him in years, right? I could probably still reach out to Cody and have a cool conversation with the dude. But if you think anybody thinks that I'm just going to make that random introduction to the guy, ain't fucking happening, right? That is a freaking protected asset that if I ever need that favor, if I ever need that call, I ever need that conversation, you're going to need an act of God to fucking get to that guy, right? So it's an idea of understanding and protecting your network when you think about all the people you network, that there's you know, all the way up to the untouchable type people down to the people that are just a heartbeat taking up freaking noise. So I did a funny introduction the other day. So twice to me in the last six months, somebody's gotten on my calendar and as soon as they get on my calendar, they pitched me and that's all they did. I couldn't get them off the pitch until I'm like, you know what, let's just end the Zoom call. The second time it happened to me, I said, you know what, I have the perfect introduction for you. They were both in the real estate game and doing some very high-end real estate stuff. I just happened to introduce the two of those people together. Just and like, I think you guys will do a deal together. I think it'll be freaking awesome. Right. But that's that bottom tier, you know, introduction side of things is you need to look at your network as a whole and go, okay, where are these people at? So I know how to make those right introductions and how to get them to the right person and make sure that, I'm a valuable asset for them. And that's the way I look at it is if I'm going to put two people together, one, there needs to be a reason, but I need to make sure I stay a valuable asset by making the right and proper introductions. So if I look at my network as a whole and I rank that network out in different tiers from, okay, this is my grease ball that I just need to introduce to other grease balls to this is somebody that will just meet with anybody to, you know, this is where I start protecting my network, then I can look and make the right introductions. I think success often is found by the people that are willing to open doors for other people. Like if you are the person that can get people to the people they need to meet, you become a very extremely valuable asset. But most people move through the world going, what's in it for me? What can you feed me? What can you give me? And when you come from that perspective, you're no longer a valuable asset. You're actually taking from the system as a whole. So you've got to constantly put yourself in a position where you can gather as many assets as possible and open the right doors for the right people. You start doing that and good things will start happening. And I love that shifting into a different perspective attached to it because so many people will make that request or overstep that bound, right? And I've had people come to me and ask for, and I'll name drop, you know, Michael Coles, Great American Cookie Company, the founder, my mentor, has a school named after him down here, wrote the forward of my book. And people see he's the forward of my book. So obviously it's a good relationship there. They're going to be, oh, can you introduce me to him? I know he's a CEO of Caribou Coffee. I just launched my veteran coffee brand. <laughs> like, hang on. Why do veterans open t-shirt companies and fucking coffee? That's like the two I, things, man. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I don't understand it, but <laughs> but it kind of cracks me up attached to it because they'll ask for this right off the rip. And you and I have been in business long enough. We can see when people aren't quite where they need to be for something yeah. like that introduction. Because you make that introduction, they fall flat on their face. It affects both of us. Yep. It affects that person. 
person. It affects that person because they're never going to get that introduction again. It affects me because it's my name, my brand making that introduction, right? A big piece of, and you actually, the episode of your Growth Mode podcast that came out today, it was really focusing on improving yourself as a leader, continuing to work on yourself, leveling up your skills, leveling up activities, and becoming hyper-focused on what you're doing and who you want to be. Can you give us some insights attached to how you recommend people leveling up? Are you a reader? Do you love crayons and like color by numbers? Where do you go for that resource to level yourself up and continue to work on yourself? In in fear of shooting myself in my own foot, I don't read books. And the reason I quit reading books is, so this year I was diagnosed with ADHD, right? So 45 years old, diagnosed with ADHD. And it was a great explanation for the asshole I've been for a lot of my life. It gave me not an excuse, but an explanation, right, of how I showed up. What books did for me was unintentionally became a silver bullet. I would read a book and be like, ooh, that's my answer. That's the thing I need to do. And everything would pivot and shift and do whatever that book said. So I had to stop reading books. And I finally told my team, I'm like, guys, I'm no longer reading books because I was driving them bonkers because I would read a book. And next thing you know, I was telling Kevin and the team like, okay, cool. This is what we're going to do and shift and pivot all the companies. Absolute nightmare. Instead, I'm podcast. Give me podcast all day long. And what I found with podcasts in particular, especially if they're a business growth oriented podcast, is you don't have to pay 100% attention. So with people with ADHD, like all through school, I doodled so I could listen and learn. I had to distract myself so I could learn. Podcasts for me do the same thing, because if you follow my journey, we have this thing called Champions 90 where we opened up a business development challenge that, you know, every day you go do five different activities, go to champions90.com and check that out. But there you go, like that shameless plug. But every morning at four o'clock in the morning, I'd go walk the farm and it's completely dark and I would listen to a podcast. And what I found is the podcast was always, I catch a nugget here and there, but it also distracted me enough that I could focus on the business and our business has seen such tremendous growth because I was finding 45 minutes a day to stay laser focused on the business. So I think two things people have got to be doing all times. They've got to be constantly feeding their noggin. They've got to be giving yourself information where you can consume, get ahas and apply the learning. Second thing is you got to be getting punched in the face every day. I truly believe life is an experiment. Okay. If life is an experiment, we don't fail. We learn ways not to do things. You only fail if you throw in the fucking towel. So if you think about it from that perspective, if you're not getting punched in the face, you're actually not trying to go big enough. And I'm not talking about getting punched in the face of, oh shit, I forgot to pay a bill or something. And now I've got to catch up and pay it. Or I said the wrong thing to Taylor. Like that's not that type of punch. Right, right. Not that type. (laughs) Right. And she cold cocked your ass. Might knock some (laughs) sense into you. I'm talking about going and trying something new, knowing it's going to fuck up, knowing it's going to break. And doing that thing anyways to learn through that process, because ultimately chaos scales businesses, because in chaos, you find systems, you find processes to keep that same chaos from happening. Well, if you're smart, you do to keep that same chaos from happening again. And that's what ultimately allows you to scale and do things. So you got to get punched in the face every day. You'll eventually learn to duck and then you're going to catch a fucking uppercut, right? And then you learn to duck the uppercut and you're going to catch a right hook. 
but that's because you continue to move forward and you just become a better fighter, but you're never going to stop taking it in the face. I'm going to leave that last framing alone as Stacy <laughs> and Taylor both started laughing um, when you said that part. Everybody else, you're welcome. Remember, thankfully. Um, you're welcome. You know, it's funny how true what you're saying is because it, I look back at my business journey. You know, it, it was years into business before I ever went, got, went and got an MBA, went and got that specialization in business operations. The first hiccup I had, hiccup, quote unquote, about how to make business processes work and how to streamline business was month six of my first company. We hit 10K in revenue and it was like me and me. So I hit 10K in revenue. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just crushed this. I just got out of 18,000 a year in basic training to 10K in a month at month six. I'm like, this is so amazing. Month seven, I left for my train up to go to Afghanistan. And in order to keep that company going forward, I had to do a lot of things to structure, plan, get the processes in place. Let me hand it off appropriately. And what I learned as I did that, when COVID hit, my company was fully streamlined. I did not miss a beat. I didn't go in debt. I didn't all of a sudden go bankrupt because I didn't have a bunch of overhead. I learned a really hard lesson in chaos of Afghanistan and then applied it forward into what a lot of people struggled with in 2020. And in 2020, as I had those processes and streamlined pieces together, I launched three businesses that scaled to 155 countries in a year. And it shifted the, the dynamic attached to my capabilities, right? Where do you see people failing to recognize those blind spots? How do you see people? Is it stubbornness, arrogance? Are they just not aware because they're not asking the right questions or they don't know the questions to ask? Where are people missing the mark on that piece of adaptability? It comes down really simple to they are staying doing the same things. And it's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. We are from a society as a whole that likes to maintain you know, even though we are built to evolve and become a better version of ourselves, we have been programmed to maintain and stay where we're at and become sheeple, if you will. And because we're supposed to stay where we're at and be who we are and just stay at this level, we haven't actually found that we should be looking for means and moments to upgrade and do something more. So what I'll find with most people is they're literally just not thinking about how do I improve? How do I do it better? How do I evolve? I sat across from a young guy today, and as he was talking about the business he's building, which is a really cool thing, he's actually building a business around child heart transplants because there's just not a lot of good things there. And he had to unfortunately go through his son going through a heart transplant and all the nightmares and misinformation and things you don't know. And he looked at me and he goes, I don't know the next move. I need to make this successful. And I just asked him, I said, what skill set are you lacking? What skill don't you know that will push you forward? And he said, I don't know how to sell. I said, cool. Here's the answer to learn how to sell. He goes, okay, I'm listening. I said, go get in 100 conversations with anybody and ask them if they would be interested in your services. He goes, that's it? I said, yep, 100 conversations. And just ask somebody if they'd be interested in your services. And that alone is not saying, hey, let me sell you something. Let me push my shit on you. It's, would you be interested in talking about my services? 
What that allows you to do, it's a permission-based ask to get somebody to go, cool, yes, tell me what you got. Now you have permission to move forward and actually go through that process. And it's in going through that process that you learn the skill set. And if you look at anything in business, the reason you're not moving forward is you're lacking a skill set. And that skill set, it could be hiring the motherfucker that's smarter than you to do the shit that you shouldn't be doing in the first place. This is why I had to go get an army guy. So I had to find somebody smarter than me to actually be able to do the shit that I suck at, which is all this operational bullshit, you know, like the geeky shit of playing on computers like Zach does all the time. You know, so can that what the army guys do? I think. But apparently, <laughs> but literally, you got to start thinking about what skill set do I lack that is keeping me from moving forward? And then you get to go decide, do I need to acquire that skill set or do I need to acquire the personnel that can actually pull that off for me? I'll tell you the answer most times is find the person that can pull it off for you. But there are some skill sets you'll need to learn yourself. And I definitely agree with that piece of it to further that. I'm going to go military. Wait, what person, what what portion did you disagree with? Well, I'm about to get into it because I was about to use a term that we understand in the military. I'm going to piggyback on what you just said. (laughs) And, you know, it's something I agree with everything you just said. And what I've learned along the way is I found something I really enjoy about business. As a solopreneur, as an entrepreneur, we do so many things ourselves. And I, as I learned more and found more, I, when I went back for my MBA, great example. I wanted to learn more about business in general. As a self-taught guy, I had no clue about anything. The police department didn't teach that. The military certainly didn't teach that. So I'm like, let me learn. What's the best way to do that? I guess I'll go spend way too much money on an MBA. And it turned into, I fell in love with operations. That's where I realized, oh, this is fascinating to me. You can do this, 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 and structure this, this, this. And for some reason, my mind just picked it up, right? You shift that to finance or CFO work or accounting work. Anything that has to do with receipts, bookkeeping, no, nope. Like my mind goes numb, my eyes go blank, and I'm like, no, I can't, no, no, no. And when I realized I was, when I was doing my own bookkeeping, I'm like, I can't. It was such a drag on me. Like it made business, it made life miserable. I'm like, and it was one of those things I put off and put off and put off and put off, and then taxes are due. And it's like, oh, I probably should have thought about this nine months ago. (laughs) And that's the part where as you start exploring more and and to further what you said, as that curiosity grows, you'll learn not only what you don't want to do, but what you do want to do. And that is where that expertise starts coming. So the nerdy guys that sit on the computer all day building operations for people all of a sudden structure some amazing things for health and wellness companies. And they all of a sudden have amazing proposals put together. Yeah, I'm bragging. I'm bragging. It was smooth. It was so smooth. It wasn't good. It yeah. wasn't good. But that, that's a big piece of it. It's like now I enjoy writing a business plan because it makes sense to me. And we enjoy doing those things that make sense to us and that we see the needle moving when it comes to stepping into who you are, stepping into that piece of it. What would you recommend like the, the first step, the number one tactic? Do this first and foremost to get started on that journey. So in the Marine Corps, I'll never forget. Never mind. I, I retract. You said in the brain. <laughs> no, go, ahead, go, uh, ahead, go ahead. Damn army guys. I swear. You know, can you actually tie your shoes? So you know, we have uh, Marines time for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the Navy, you know, they're the ones with the placemat, but okay. So I digress. But 
Freaking here we are in Marine Corps boot camp. And one of the things they said to us out the gate was you're a rifleman first. Like I was a motor team mechanic. Okay. And that was my job was to turn wrenches. And the running joke was, don't worry if all of us fail, throw a fucking wrench at him. Right. And so even though I was a government trained mechanic, which means I don't know shit about being a mechanic, still probably can't change my own fucking oil. The idea is I'm a rifleman first. Well, I tell anybody building a business, you're a salesperson first. Everything else is secondary. And so if you're looking to level up and evolve, you got, oh, we got a 34, 21. I was actually a 22. So I think that meant I was supposed to be able to rebuild fucking engines and shit. I don't know for sure. Mark, uh, I know yeah, you're look here. At this. Mark, I know you're new here. We don't accept support of Marines. What part of this did y'all? <laughs> well, he was actually yeah. a, a hey. chief. That was a chief. Yeah, t- 22 years, four months, and eight days in that. That a boy. That a boy. <laughs> My brother was a 29. He was a fucking chief as well. Love it. Love it. Gross. Uh, I, you know, the only thing I can think of is you guys were suckers enough to do that many fucking years in the Marine Corps. Holy fucking hell. You're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> but, you know, if you were looking at business as, as a whole and you realize you're a salesperson first, everything else you can outsource, right? Everything else but sales is literally can be outsourced. There's going to be a point in time. It's probably when you get closer to seven figures that you can start outsourcing sales. But up until that point, it's your business. Nobody's going to be as passionate about it as you are. Nobody's going to be as diligent about it as you are. Nobody's going to get after it like you are. And I can tell you, talking to a lot of business owners, the freaking number one frustration for small business owners that are trying to get to their first six figures or trying to get to their first seven figures is the fact that nobody's as passionate about their business as they are. And if you ever think anybody's going to be as passionate about your business more than you are, you're a fool because this is your baby. You're building it, right? Nobody's going to get as passionate about it. So what you have to do is you have to set a high standard, extremely high standard and such a high bar that if people hit halfway of where you're performing, they're at the level you need them to be. Does that make sense? Right. You've got to be getting after it from such an extreme place that they're half-assing it is 10 times better than what the average person would produce. And so if you always think about it from that perspective, now you're doing more, you're putting out more, you're showing up more, and you're doing the things that other people won't do. The normal day of an entrepreneur, most people are going to look at you like you're a fucking idiot. Why would you put in that many hours? Why would you do that much time? Why would you do this many things? And the truth of the matter is you have to work at that level until you no longer have to work at that level. But what most people do is they start out the gate working at the level of like they've already fucking made it. And so they're like, oh, I'm not going to work the weekends. I'm going to start at 10 noon and I'm going to take off at five. And then they wonder why the fuck their business is not working. They wonder why it's not moving forward. Well, it's because you're not fucking working. You're not doing the things you need to do to get where you want to go, which forces you to never level up, forces you to never evolve. And trust me, who you are right now got you here. It ain't going to get you there. You're going to have to go get punched in the face and fucking keep going and going and going. You know, it's, it's such a phenomenal point. And even my mastermind this morning, we had our group call and I know you run a mastermind out there as well, or you're national. And I'm going to talk about that here in a second. This is one of the last things I'm going to state before I move over to the Q&A. So if you have any questions, get ready to chit chat with Donnie about it. 
But we were talking. I have the courage to ask a fucking question. Like, write down <laughs> questions now. Don't get to this Q and A and like sit there and not ask a question. <laughs> One of the things that popped up is people wanting to know where to spend their money to further their business. Usually, the first thing that pops up is marketing. How do I spend on social media marketing to do da 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 da? Or how do I hire that first salesperson to go sell for me? <laughs> and a big piece of that, and I look back at all the businesses I've owned, I've scaled three of them to seven figures, and I've seen that growth. And the entire time is either me or in one of them, me and my business partner, were the salespeople yep. and the people posting every single day. The yep. things that we hired for, and one of my companies got up to 35 employees, the things we hired for were the back-end things that weren't representing the brand. Yep. Processes, automation, email, not even automation. I hate automation, personally. It's needed at some point, but somebody... I'm going to tell Kevin you hate him. You know, I love Kevin. <laughs> but at the end of the day, so many people have leaned that direction of, let me just make this robotic. Well, the moment you make it so robotic that you're no longer a part of it, all of a sudden you're lost in the brand and people aren't buying from you anymore, which means they're not going to buy from your company anymore. Nobody knows that 27 businesses Tony Robbins owns. Name one of them. 68. However many it is, right? If he owns a <laughs> shit ton of businesses, name one of them. They know Tony Robbins. Yep. And people forget that piece. They don't want to post on social media. They don't want to go and sell. And they're like, oh, let me hire this out. Well, then that is where you all of a sudden hit that first roadblock. Because yep. they're not going to sell like you. Their voice isn't going to be yours on social media or in videos. They're going to see some random person and you start losing your way. So I, I love that you said that piece of it because I think that's such a great lesson for people to learn is like, if you're going to hire the first hire, make it like an admin assistant to handle the or bookkeeper or the CPA for me, right? Let me hire out the finances. Well, I'll tell you really, really, really quick to to think about it is you need to hire for the things that allow you to go out and sell. Yep. So anything that keeps you from being the face of the company, anything that keeps you from outselling is the shit you've got to get off your plate. Because if you're back doing anything operational, your company no longer grows, right? That's the thing you got to outsource and get off your plate. Because the minute you're back there fucking making an email campaign, right? You're back there, you know, sending a fucking invoice, you know, anything like that, you're no longer scaling your business. You're doing operational bullshit. And that's why I make a lot of money because people love to uh, outsource operations. I'm like, here I am, the nerdy army guy that sits behind the computer just made your business a lot of joking aside. Um, I'm gonna start calling him Urkel because that's just what he reminds me. Me or Kevin? No, you. (laughs) I'm way prettier. Ah, let me get my glasses back. Um, Like you got feelings. (laughs) So I want to highlight one of your organizations, a piece of this, the Success Champions Networking. I'm a big part of it here in Atlanta, trying to be a big part of it here in Atlanta and Georgia, taking over the Georgia territory. I'm really trying to expand our brand and really your brand here in Atlanta with a lot of the collaborative pieces on this call. Obviously, Taylor is a part of that movement, and we've both seen some amazing growth. Looking at Stacy up in Jersey, I know you have Jersey chapter, you have Ohio chapter, you have so many other people. Stacy, I think I know I had you on the list to introduce you to a couple of the Jersey folks. I don't know if I ever did from our last shop talk with Casey. You unmuted, which means I'm about to get yelled at. So before oh, no, you, I yell at me, not yet, but that's good. I, okay, I mean, don't whenever. yell at me yet. Don't yell at me yet. Hang on. I'm just looking. I'm looking for the glasses emoji. You know, Urkel. <laughs> I just can't find. It. <laughs> You're welcome. As we move into the growth piece, as we move into surrounding yourself with the right people, I'm finding the team networking is a huge piece of that. It becomes a, a fractional piece for everybody. You all sell together, you win together, you grow together. 
Talk to us a little bit of SCN. Where are you growing? Where are you seeing the most massive growth besides Atlanta? Because we're crushing it over here. But also kind of hit on that piece, the value there, and then we'll roll into the Q&A. Cool. So I should say I never wanted to start networking groups. because, And I didn't want to be the guy who taught networking because anybody who teaches networking is just a broke asshole that can't sell. You know, it's networking, right? It's not fucking rocket hey, science. Look, if the shoe fits, <laughs> right? So, um, the pandemic afforded us an opportunity that we could make a big impact on the world, and we could help as a lot of small business owners. So, with a, after a conversation with my wife, we decided we were going to set out to change, literally change how the world networks. And what I learned is I have a specific set of skills and I will find you. No, I'm kidding. But really what I learned is I've got a cool way in which I've always networked and not all the people in the world have networked like I do. And I'm just a firm believer that if you help build somebody else's company, the universe is going to take care of you. So I've always come from that angle. So we built this entire world around how can we create an environment where you can bring a bunch of badasses together that really understand that the value comes from building somebody else's business. The value comes from opening doors for others. And we create this environment where you could show up as who you are, be your damn self, and get around a bunch of other people that aren't trying to pitch and sell a room. They're trying to level up and scale. And it's taken off like freaking wildfire. We're the fastest growing networking organization on the planet right now and are continuing to scale off as we open up the Philippines and now the Dominican Republic. We're already in Canada and continue to go other places. But it's just an environment where you're going to come around and get a bunch of other people that want to see you win. And I'm sure we'll talk about it a whole lot more as I come out to Atlanta and, you know, make people cry. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's funny, you know, be able, to be able to show up bald, bearded, beautiful, and also get some good sales. Or two, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. All right. Bald and beautiful. Uh, <laughs> bearded and beautiful. No, joking aside, it's an amazing organization. There's so many things that happened there that don't happen other places. They don't happen in a different way. And, and you, again, set... To answer your question, Stacey, no, it is very minimally, very, much, military, yeah. very minimally military connected. I think Donnie and I and Kevin are like so far one of the very few I know that are actually part of it out of 350 yeah. members or so. Yeah. Yeah. And thankfully for y'all, we just happen to have good structure and op- ops and amazing heads on our shoulders to run it. Well, yeah, because look, guys, let's be honest. We're all veterans. We were assholes before we went in the military. We're still assholes once we get out. Some of us grow beyond it, but a lot of us don't. (laughs) No, but it's a great organization. It's amazing things happening. It allows me to show up looking like this with the earrings in and all the pieces attached to it because you set the tone. And as a leader and being a great leader and influencing that, I mean, that's essentially the most you can ask for from a leader. The leader of an organization is like, this is how I want to show up as myself, as we talked about earlier, and it allows others to show up as their selves. So I love that piece of it. It's exactly why I want you to come to Atlanta. And we're T minus 48 hours or so till you touch down here in Atlanta with several events happening from... Have you told them about Monday night? Monday night? Yoga? Oh, Yoga. Lord. Ah, all right. So before <laughs> we go, we keep going. There's so many things happening between Donnie and I and just to throw it out there, Monday <laughs> night, Taylor Merritt, she has a health and wellness company that is just crushing. If you haven't seen her post, the last couple of weeks, she's been doing a 21-day challenge. 
I have been doing yoga, leading yoga for her group because she hates, doesn't have the patience for yoga. I love yoga. The beautiful thing about this coming up Monday, Donnie will be suffering because he's going to be in the gym with us. And we're, we live stream it. It's open. It's Zoom. No goat yoga. Stacy, funny enough, with Mike Reynolds, who unfortunately is not here tonight, he has been doing goat yoga. Uh, Dude, but, I'm, I'm wearing silkies. So Donnie does have a farm. Please I do. Don't. Please don't wear silkies. <laughs> Donnie does have a farm. He does do some weird things with goats out there. We don't want to talk about that or silkies because yikes, ranger panties, as we call them. In <laughs> Let's get out off of that conversation. Terrible. Donnie's coming to town Sunday night. He's going to be teaching a workshop for me Wednesday, a half day Wednesday. We're going to do yoga together Monday night. We have a mixer here in Atlanta, a battle bruise Tuesday evening. He's going to teach a workshop for me Wednesday day. And then Wednesday evening, he's going to be at the Vetlanta Q4 Summit. He's going to be the keynote for that. He's going to have his books out there. He's going to be there to shake hands and or kiss hands and shake babies, however that goes. <laughs> and we're going to have an amazing few days with amazing events. I know we're hitting the top of the hour. I'm going to hang tight as long as Donnie can hang tight for a few <laughs> minutes. Let's roll into some Q&A. What do y'all have for Donnie? What do y'all have? Yes, Taylor, thank God you're on mute. I can hear you from three rooms over cackling at what we're talking about. <laughs> um, who has some questions for Donnie? For me, mostly for Donnie, hopefully. What do y'all have? What do y'all want to throw out there? Comments? Stacy, God, I love you with the hand raise. I am teaching people across America how to raise hands for Zooms. I love it. Go ahead with what you got, Stacey. Okay. It's a question. Well, it's Donnie. It's for more of an elaboration, if that's okay. okay. It's Okay. You had said, first of all, thank you so much for this session. It was great. You said something before when you were talking about the gentleman with the heart surgery for children, yep. you know, back to that. There was something you said about um, what skill are you lacking to prevent you from moving forward? Or what was that question that you posed to people? Actually, that, so what's the number one skill that's preventing you from going to the next level? Right? Yeah. What so is most people, they take the same skill sets that they had working for somebody else. And that's all the skills they bring to the table and they don't go any further. So think about a guy like me. I spent 20 years working for other people. So when I started my company, I didn't actually create a business. I created a shitty job for myself because I was still having the same mentality and skill sets I had as I did working for other people. What I had to learn, which was one of my biggest mental leaps, is what's the skill set of being a CEO? Yeah. What do I have to learn? What do I have to understand? What do I have to evolve to? Does that make sense, Stacey? Absolutely. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And if you start thinking about... You know, people talk all about this kind of imposter syndrome or comparison syndrome or, you know, they're worried that somebody else is doing better than them. I think if people would turn off the noise and quit thinking, my God, they're doing so much better than I am and start thinking about, holy shit, look how fucking amazing their journey is. How do I break down what they've done and duplicate it and do it myself? And that'll tell you the, the skills that you need to learn comparing yourself to that person and that'll give you the skills that you need yeah and i appreciate that because so full transparency i'm the granddaughter of a world war ii marine but i'm a civilian ally and supporter and i spent 15 years as an elementary and middle school teacher and i'm now in the past two years been mentored and coached by and adopted by this community to be a military transition coach to help with veteran suicide nice. prevention and talking about 
overcoming imposter syndrome, doing it scared. And I don't know if you saw the chat, Taylor said something about I've been consistently showing up. And really, I was adopted by another veteran organization called Vets to Industry, which brought me to Vetlanta. And I had a mentor, he was a Navy veteran mentor who for 18 months, every like two weeks, we'd be on a four hour Zoom and he'd be, you know, I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And he's like, just keep going forward. And I'd oh. I'd show up like a ball of jello. And then by the time of the oozing, oozing jello everywhere. And by so the you time look like of, Zach, got it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and no, but that was what the whole thing has been. It's just about doing it scared and learning skills, you know, every step of the way. And I know there's a quote and I don't know what it is specifically, but it's like, you know, you can't see the whole staircase, but if you can see the whole one step at a time and just go one step and one step. And somebody said it earlier, I think, I don't know if it was here or somewhere else that I was listening today. You know, I just want to help. I don't know how just, you know, and that's what my journey has been. It's I just want to help. And the more I keep showing up, the more I get to, you know, especially this particular group, I've been embraced and it's just skills. And a lot of it's the people skills and the communication skills. And I, I also loved what you talked about being before how, you know, to your two personas, you know, sometimes people are in the boardroom and then, and even as a teacher, there were, you know, teacher teachers. And then after four, they were somebody else. And Margaritas and freaking Mexican food. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, the reason why I'm still close with my first graders who are now in college and in military service is because I was always that authentic person, you know, in the classroom, outside of the classroom. And that's part of why I've been embraced so much by this community, because it's real. And I just, I love that you called that out. And so much of what you said just tied up my learning of the past two and a half years into a bow. And thank you. And my mentor, the one I mentioned before, unfortunately, he passed away of COVID in January. And I've been missing, you just added a lot of battle rhythm to me today. So thank you. And this group. So thanks, Zach and Taylor and everybody here. That's awesome. It's all Taylor. It's all Taylor. It's all Taylor. <laughs> and, Boxing gloves. Yeah. And Vets Industry is going to be represented at the Q4 Summit. They have a vendor table for us. Uh, awesome. Under Brian Arrington, he'll be there. They're doing some amazing things in that transition space. So he'll definitely be able to, I'll definitely highlight that piece and make sure he meets Brian while he's here, Stacy. It's awesome. Definitely a great organization and collaboration we have across. I saw Sharon unmute. Do you have anything for Donnie, Sharon? No, I just want to say thank you for being straightforward. I'm Army, but I won't hold I'm that sorry. against you. Love it. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Love it. Take that, I'm Dr. Done. Judy. <laughs> As she raises her hand. She raises her hand. <laughs> Judy, you're my hero. <laughs> and I will you, be sir. there Wednesday. Oh, right. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Fun to meet you. Love it. Awesome. I look forward to catching you on Wednesday, Sharon. I'm taking a deep breath. Just know I do have the power to force mute. Dr. (laughs) Judy, I guess we will let you have your moment as you raised a hand since you were so polite in it. Please, Dr. Judy, what do you have for the Marine in the room? Well, I found the raise your hand button first. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well done. (laughs) I just wanted to say, Bonnie, I do agree with you when it comes to in your own boss and your own CEO, you have to delegate things to other people because you can't do it all. The things that you're good at, you need to focus on those and the other details can be delegated out. I had to learn that the hard way, but I think we um, all do. Yeah. But that's just life lessons. You know, if you're good at one thing, focus on that, leave the rest to other people. That's how we 
provide job opportunities for other people. Yeah. That's all. Sure. I'll be quiet. I love it. No, I love it. I love it. Thank you, dear. Thank you. She wrote and, that and, note to you in crayon, though. So, you could dude, did it. you hear her? She's got a classy damn voice. That is a classy gal right there. Yeah, I'm digging Doctor Jones. Covered in crayon, like she wrote <laughs> her, like <laughs> doctorate <laughs> stuff in crayon. Like, come on, hey, because she sounds so classy, you just can't understand her. I get it. I get it. I That's get fair. It. That's fair. I'm like the <laughs> the infantryman here, the leg and the wrist. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Judy, for being here. Mark, I see your hand pop up. I love this. Like We're bringing this to SCN next, Donnie, the hand-raising emoji. Go ahead, Mark. All right, cool. Hey, thanks, guys, for coming together and putting this together. And everybody else that's responsible for making this happen. You know, none of us do it alone, right? So there's maybe a question in here, but it's more of trying to gather some information from both of you. Donnie, I just signed up for the 90 days How about us? on Wednesday. So... I'm looking at that. I haven't taken action on it yet. Uh, so I'm, that means I'm day, what, one, two, I guess, day three today. So, Oh, no, no, no. You haven't taken action. You're day one right now. As soon as you Man, start. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was curious. When did you go through boot camp? 95. Got 95. Yep. San Diego? Of course. Okay. So I graduated DI school in December of 1995, and I was a hat from 96 to 98. Okay. So you would have been a hat yeah. right after. So you, I, you were right in before I went out. I, went I mean, out. I did six months in boots. So I went in in July. Now it's still been, I got home before Christmas. Okay. And then hit MCT in January. So, you know, I, I pack a lot of experience. I went from being a diesel mechanic to becoming a life mechanic in the human behavior space. Cool. So there's a big spinoff from traditional Marine Corps leadership to really being able to connect with human beings and break down the barriers, especially with Islamic folks. I've been around way too many of them lately. Hmm. So I work with a company. We actually got a couple of people from networking through Vetlana. We've done three three classes. I'm here in Atlanta right now. I don't I don't live here, but I've been here since 2019. We did three classes with Fiserv. We did two classes with ADP, and I just stood up a class six weeks ago with Cox Enterprise. And they're they're IT boot camps. So what I really want to do is I've kind of capped where I'm at, and the next thing for me is to go into sales to be able to go ahead and say you know not just traditional sales, but the networking that you're talking about to build leverage to help open up. The more logos, but more importantly, we were certified with the Department of Veterans Affairs so that they can use their GI Bill as a stipend. We pay them so we don't get paid for that. We're a skill bridge approved program and we have an apprenticeship through the Department of Labor. So we've worked a lot with the uh, transitioning with the uh, National Guard. Ellison, if you all know the, the group of people, but I've been out here since 2019 and I've been in this with this company since 2016. So what I'm looking to do is be able to partnership with people so that we can help as many as many veterans transition from active duty and shorten the gap of that transition of what they have to worry about for the fears, doubts, worries that abyss. And I just want to go ahead. And so when I seen this and then I seen, OK, he's a Marine. Let me show up and let me see what he's talking about. And now I'm inspired. Right. It, it takes a lot for me to get inspired to say, hey, you know what? This is a good group of people. These are good that I would like to spend some time around. So what I would like to know is what is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? Because I'm only here till Friday. So I don't know what that looks like, if I can show up, if I can come witness and experience, you know, firsthand being in person. I'd love to be able to do that. Yeah. So I dropped a couple of links just so y'all are, are seeing them. You're over in California still, Mark? No, I'm actually living in Orlando right now. Okay. So Donnie actually has a great network down in Orlando. So you can talk a little bit more. Uh, his brother 
who's by far the better brother, is down there. Keith, super awesome dude, but he does a lot with SCN and the networking piece. The Monday stuff, I dropped a link. Everything that's happening next week, there are two links, beatacticalleader.com forward slash events. That is my company, and the events that you'll see are more than what happens with Vetlanta. That's the business side, but it also integrates a lot with what I do with Vetlanta. Across Vetlanta and Be a Tactical Leader, I host about 10 events a month. What year, what the four events I was talking about at the beginning of next week, those are a mix between the two. Some of my business stuff, you're more than welcome to come to that. Some of the Vetlana stuff, more than welcome to come to that. I open it up to everything. The thing you have to be worried about is you will fall in love with Donnie and I both, and you will probably jump in on whatever we got to offer. So realistically, what it turns into is it's some business learning. It's drinking beer, drinking bourbon, having a good time overall. The Atlanta History Center and the Q4 Summit's going to be a great thing Wednesday night. Uh, like I said, we have about 350 people coming to that so far, and we expect about 500. So several amazing things happen and come to all of it. It's all free, nothing, no charge attached to any of it. Just open your wallet when you decide to buy into everything we're doing. And it's going to yeah, be great. Absolutely. Because that really is the next level for me is I've been with this company for six years. I love what I do, but I know that there's more for me to be able to do and, and a whole lot more people for me to reach outside of the capacity of where I'm working at now. So that's why this is a perfect fit, perfect timing. You know, it's that divine guidance and intervention. So, well, And beyond that, Mark, a great thing is everything I do with Vetlana and Be Tactical Leader, there are virtual options. So I always stream everything. There's just this, right? Whether I'm yeah. in person hosting a workshop, I stream it. There's a, a Zoom option. Everything Donnie does, same exact thing. He offers virtual everything. So the networking in Orlando, there are groups down there. There are people in Florida that are phenomenal people. And it's linked in with everybody here in Atlanta, across the country, DFW, where he is. So Zoom, and, and that's probably the best thing that came out of COVID, right? The, yeah, the likelihood of Zoom being like the best communication platform we could ask for. So whatever you see on those events, come to all of it, man. We're definitely trying to hustle and grow together, especially in the veteran community. And one thing I'll tell you, Mark, and I'll tell everybody, is get in the rooms where you get lit the fuck up. Like if you're going to places and they're not inspiring you to fucking do something, do more, you're hanging out with the wrong fucking people. You need to get around people that are getting after it and going for it. And I'm seriously stoked that you got lit up, man, because literally at the end of the day, that's the whole point. I mean, it's not this isn't the fucking nothing against Tony Robbins. This isn't the fucking fluff you up. Let's walk on fucking Cole's bullshit. Right. This is legit let's get the fuck after it let's go fucking impact the world change some lives and let's get them you know where they need to be and if you're not in rooms like that change the fucking room i like that i like that a lot and plus i, I really resonate with the beers the bourbon and bullets yeah <laughs> throwing some band-aids every now and then so the beautiful thing mark he dropped a link to the scn florida chapter scn 500 his brother is based in Daytona. Should we name him or should we just say Donnie's brother? We can kind of. All right, Keith. He's honestly the better brother. Thursday mornings, 9 a.m. He also has the, I think, the largest bourbon group on Facebook. He's like 100,000 yeah, people. Bourbon Nation. Bourbon Nation. And there's a Whiskey Wednesday, a part of this whole thing. Like, we kind of rock out, man. Like, this is not water at this point. Like, <laughs> right? So, I'm drinking water. <laughs> you know, it, and Taylor cheers it too. It might be a Santa cup, but it's not water. There it is. Yeah. All right, Mark. Love it. But that's what it is. One thing that I love uh, and I've learned, but Donnie exemplifies as well. There's no such thing as a work-life balance. 
There's only an integrated life. Learn to love what the hell you do and love what you do, right? Figure that combination out. Love every aspect of what you're doing, whether it's business ownership, this piece of the world. If, Like you said, if it doesn't light you up, if you don't love it, get the hell out of it, man. And for a lot of us, some of, for some of us, it was the military. For some of us, it was the corporate world. Get the hell out of it. Figure out what the hell you love and do that piece. Integrate it into the personal life. Don't think it's two different worlds. I did that for years and I'm twice divorced. There's this world and there's this world. And that's what the military teaches us. Compartmentalize this world this way. And what I learned over the years is like, I have to integrate the two. Taylor is a business owner. She is a superstar. She's my best networking battle buddy I could ever ask for. She crushes it, right? But we're also in a relationship where she's the girlfriend and the one that yells at me at 5 a.m. in the morning because she's my personal trainer as well, right? We integrated life together and that made synergy happen. I know Donnie understands that piece of it. He's on the farm. He's taking most of his social media is at the farm, hugging his damn cow and ignoring <laughs> his wife. I mean, hugging his wife and ignoring the cows. I, I don't know how it works. Please don't tell her I said that. But it, that it, oh, she'll be home in a second. Don't worry. <laughs> so that's the big oh. piece, Mark. Like we like to have a good time. We like to do both. Right. And you have to learn to do both because otherwise that burnout gets real. And we all know that from the military. And the only thing that I would add to it is spot on is the only people who look for work-life balance are people who hate what they fucking do. Those are the only people that need the separation of, I hate my day job. I hate work. I hate what I'm fucking doing. So I'm only working for the fucking weekends, yep. right? Anybody who fucking loves what they do, they're getting after it. They're going to do it. And they are going to have no shame and no problem telling anybody what they do for a living and freaking embrace it. The best part of that is veterans in the law enforcement side. So first responders, we already understand that. We didn't have weekends. We didn't have holidays. In Afghanistan, I didn't celebrate Christmas. I climbed on top of my chew with my squad leaders. We drank a near beer and still 0% alcohol in our ranger panties and sat in the sun in Afghanistan on top of like, we shouldn't have been doing that, right? But it doesn't matter. That was our holiday, right? So we already understand. We celebrate amongst those that we're serving with. In this world, it's business owners. It's people that are doing the same things we're doing. So understanding like, we have that understanding and joy already. We just have to figure out what in this world, out of the military, we love so much that we're going to do it on the weekends. We're going to do it on Sunday, Friday nights. Y'all showed up to this. This is the first Friday night event I've done in a long time because on my calendar, it says Tay time. And that's supposed to be date night for Taylor. And I would asked permission and a little bit of forgiveness for doing this on a Friday night so we could fit Donnie in before he came into town. That integrated. Well, once Taylor heard it was me, she's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Well, 100%, 100%. She's like, he's special ed. He, he's a Marine. <laughs> he doesn't get out much. Go ahead and give him the spotlight. <laughs> Joking aside, it is a big piece, right? So finding that community, SCN for me is a big piece of that furtherance of my community. Everything Donnie's presenting. It's a big reason he's flying out here. Like Vetlanta doesn't bring out of town speakers in, right? Unless they're attached to a large corporation. I don't bring out of town speakers in for my stuff unless they represent what I represent as a, as a person. Donnie's that dude. So everything he's doing, I vouch for. I mean, it sounds like a sales pitch attached to it. And I guess it is to an extent. I don't get any kicker off of it yet. Maybe we'll work on the percentage, but it, it turns into one of those things like, let's figure this piece out because this is what we need past the military. We need this. On a Friday night, drinking bourbon, talking business, and talking life. And this is where, to me, the true piece of transitioning happens. For sure. I agree. I'll go on a tangent about that some more, Mark, so be careful before I get Yeah, talking. no, thanks, guys. No, I, I greatly appreciate this, and I look forward to plugging in. Love it. 
Love it. Anybody have anything else before we let Donnie go enjoy his Friday night and Taylor enjoy my company? <laughs> oh, dude, some, please ask a question. Don't let Taylor suffer through that. <laughs> dude. <laughs> to be fair, we have Harry enjoy- Potter, Sorcerer no. Stone keyed up. Oh, that's awesome. It's a Christmas Zach, movie. Go ahead, Zach. Stacey. You're going to enjoy Taylor's company. Fair, fair. <laughs> I literally <laughs> heard her yell, girl. I'm like, stop it. Stop it. I hate this. All right. <laughs> Stacy, you're fired. Go back to Jersey Shore. All right. No, no, no. I have to go back to babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Y'all, I appreciate y'all. If y'all haven't connected with myself, Zach A9 across social media, Donnie, where can they find you? How can they connect with you before and after Atlanta? Yeah. So the I'll put my LinkedIn profile if you guys are hanging out here. Grab me there. Donnie Bovine everywhere in all the social platforms. I'm actually really active on Twitter at the moment and having a lot of fun over there. Bro, same. I've never been on Twitter. I've never been on Twitter until right now. what's been happening. I'm like, oh, dude, this is amazing. I love it. It's so uh, bad. Totally doubling down on Twitter. But And if you listen to podcasts, go find Growth Mode you know, and listen to that. A lot of cool episodes coming out with that one as we jump into 23. So thanks for having me around, guys. I look forward to meeting some of you guys face-to-face next week. Awesome meeting a lot of you guys. You know, everybody but Zach. Glad I got to see you. He says that, but we're going to be snuggling next week when he's in town. (laughs) I'm staying with him, and he's like, like, Taylor's sleeping on the couch, and we have one bed. I'm not sure what that means, but. (laughs) It's cold in Atlanta. We got to conserve body heat. That's all. Going back to Army days. Joke aside, y'all, again, vetlana.org forward slash events for everything happening with Vetlana. Betacticalleader.com forward slash events. Everything happening on my end. Again, there are several links over there. Donnie Bovine, he's an amazing man. We're going to have a lot of fun and a lot of events in the next few days leading up to our Q4 Summit. Be there. It's amazing stuff. Shop talks are happening twice a month. I probably will twist Donnie's arm to come back and join us more than once. So I encourage y'all check it all out. Be there for a lot of that. Overall, Donnie, you're the man. I appreciate you being here with us tonight, my friend. My honor, dude. My honor. Thanks for having me on. Hey, guys, seriously, one of the greatest things you can do is help him grow this. So if you know other vets that are or patriots that are looking to try and grow their businesses, man, invite other motherfuckers to this stuff because literally it's a bitch. Uh, having my own kind of own podcast, doing my own companies, trying to get people to these things is a lot of damn work. So help them out. And share this shit out with one or two people. I mean, it'll mean the world to everything they're doing. Damn right. Love it. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate y'all for showing up. If y'all need me, I will hang tight for a second. If you need links, Z-A-C-K at vetlana.org, Zach at vetlana.org. You can email me, social media, whatever it is. So if you need something, hit me up. Otherwise, I will hang tight for a quick second and kick everybody else out. Y'all have a great evening and a great weekend. And I appreciate y'all being here tonight. Bye, y'all. Thanks, Zach. Thanks. Have a night. Everybody have a great night. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.